Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Welcome back to the Sporting Capital tonight on SEN. Jordan Canellas with you. 0433981116 to send us a text. There's two games on tonight in the A-League. Both of them are available to listen to on the SEN app as we speak now. Melbourne City and Sydney FC uh, going heads-to-head at Amy Park. Julian Marcus and Melissa Barbieri on the call. And later on, Peter Vlahos and Bobby Despotovsky will be calling the Perth Glory and Melbourne Victory match at 9pm. One man who has uh, been covering the game for uh, quite some time for a number of different uh, publications, including the National Curriculum podcast, is Joey Lynch. And he's with us here on SEN. Joey, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jordan, and thanks for the TNC pod. <laughs> it's a, it's a high-quality podcast. I do enjoy listening to it. Um, there's uh, some breaking news in Australian football tonight. Uh, not that long ago, a matter of hours ago, earlier in the evening, uh, breaking news that's, um, uh, that Spanish football giants Barcelona will be coming down to Australia at the end of next month to play an A-League All-Stars team at Stadium Australia. Uh, your flint, it's been around a little bit. It, it's been floated. We've had a couple of other teams who have... Uh, who have signed to come down to Australia in the next couple of months. But for Barcelona, your reaction to that one? Good, bad, indifferent? Um, Well, in a vacuum, arguably, Barcelona is the biggest club to ever come out to Australia. I know uh, Man United fans, who uh, their side is also coming out this uh, off-season for them, might disagree with me. But Barcelona, it's their first ever visit to Australia. In a vacuum, it's absolutely gigantic, especially if uh, the contract stipulates that they need to bring out their strongest 11. Um, Barcelona undergoing that uh, rejuvenation under Xavi could be huge. However, I I would describe, I think the word you used there sums me up pretty well, Jordan, just indifferent. Um, Australia has a long and proud history of uh, major European clubs and even some South American clubs. I remember when Colo Colo came out a couple of decades ago, it must be now, um, to play local sides. And I'm yet to really see any evidence of any long-term benefit to the Australian game. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be any in the short term. I mean, uh, an infusion of cash into Australian football, especially in its current state, is always welcome. Um, and this will inevitably get people talking about football, which can, well, one would hope that uh, the local uh, people that run the game have a plan to try to convert into uh, the A-Leagues and the NPL and the national teams. And the people that work at um, Stadium Australia and the like will no doubt enjoy the payday that comes from uh, working at a Barcelona game. But yeah, I guess I'm indifferent. I don't hate the idea. I don't think it's really going to negatively affect the Australian game, but I also don't think it's going to leave that much of a long-term legacy. Yeah, that was that was part of my uh, my questioning tonight to you, is is what sort of legacy or lasting mark might it have on Australian football? What would, what would uh, the football bodies in Australia look to actually gain from this? What's the, what's the end game? On top of having you know, a good football contest, you'd hope, in the actual 90 minutes, but the long... The longer effects, what would they be trying to aim for? 
the goal would be, especially given that Barcelona will be playing an A-League men all-star team, is to try to convert uh, some of the interest from uh, Euro- European fans, sporting fans, mainstream media attracted by the Barcelona brands to try to convert that into more long-term interest in the A-Leagues. Um, on a service level, it makes perfect sense. You, play, you get an all-star team, the best of the best from the A-Leagues, and you give them that massive bit of exposure. Now, of course, it won't actually be the best of the best from the A-Leagues because they will be at, uh, the team will be absent those uh, players playing for clubs still active in the A-League men finals. Um, so that's one thing. And also, just as I said, that, that is the goal, to convert that interest into... For it, it, that interest in Barcelona to the mainstream, but if they manage to do it this time with any long-term success, it'll be the first time, in my estimation. Why an A-League All-Stars team and not an actual A-League men's team? Well, I guess the problem with that, I mean, one team the size of Barcelona, as I said, you want to make sure that you share the love around, you get interest in the A-Leagues, not just a certain team. And all the other teams are already booked. Uh, we've got the Sydney Super Cups. The BSC are playing Celtic, uh, and a uh, died to be determined after Rangers pulled out. Melbourne Victory has a date with Man United and Crystal Palace, um, and ostensibly those are the three biggest clubs in the land, the three uh, sides with the biggest fan base that, to get along to games. Um, with all due respect, you know, a club like Melbourne City or Western United probably doesn't have the fan base to justify giving them exclusive access to Barcelona. That weekend in particular that Barcelona have been booked for at the end of May is a particularly big week in Australian football. That's grand final week in the A-League men's and the the Dolan Warren medal uh, night is that night as well to award the player of the year. Um, Would that have been deliberately crafted like that from the bodies in Australian football to, to have that happen in, in that week, it, it feels like it might end up, you hope it doesn't overshadow the occasion of the finals on those uh, on that weekend, but why would they have chosen that weekend if it was up to them to choose? Yeah, I highly doubt that it was completely up to them to choose when Barcelona came out. A, a club the size of Barcelona probably got to dictate terms a little bit on this sort of thing. might just be a case of uh, the Australian professional leagues that run the A-Leagues trying to make the best of the situation. And you can see exactly in their shoes why they couldn't turn it down. I mean, Barcelona say, oh, we want to come to Australia. Nobody's going to turn that down um, in their right mind. There, there is inevitably the risk that it will overshadow, uh, particularly the A-League grand final. But at, at this point, the way that the season has gone for the A-Leagues pretty much it got it. It got the. It had to bear the brunt of the Omicron wave, season disruptions, all sorts of chaos. The season sort of feels like there's going to be a mulligan called on it, regardless of what happens. But you can kind of see why they've just accepted it because, I mean, this isn't their wording. This is my wording. But it kind of feels like it's just a bit of a write-off. Like let's try again next year when we can get a free run at it with COVID and all the like. Um, so it could just be them trying to make the best of a bad situation. And I also, the amount of fans that are still engaging with the A-League week on week, the, the type of fan that is going to spend money on a grand final ticket or, you know, set aside a day to watch the A-League men's grand final, they're 
those that are still around are of the diehard nature that I don't think they'd be dissuaded from watching the game just because Barcelona are in town. The last one on, on the on the big European clubs. Who would have organised these matches? Would it have been a Football Australia initiative, the main governing body? Would it have been the APL, who, who run the A-Leagues? Or, or would it have been an outside company or an agent who would have organised this uh, as it sort of was in the past, in, I know? Invariably, uh, it, these sort of things are arranged by outside uh, promotional companies that do the heavy lifting and then try to get uh, the local bodies on board. Um, I, I doubt that, especially a club the size of Barcelona, I doubt it was instigated by the APL beyond anything sort of beyond the APL saying, hey, we want to host big clubs like this and if you have something, bring it to us. Um, but as I said, if you are the APL and somebody calls you up and say, hey, Barcelona want to come out, do you want to do it? Nobody is turning down that opportunity to bring out one of, if not the biggest clubs in the world. Joey Lynch, freelance football writer with us here on SEN. Uh, at the moment, Joey, we've got two A-League games on tonight. Melbourne City against Sydney FC. With Melbourne City and Western United out clear in first and second right now on the table, what does the rest of the landscape look like in the A-League finals race with about a month to go? It's very compact and very competitive and it sort of feels like some sides will go on a run of form and they'll look great and then they'll slip up and they'll go on a bad run of form and we start riding them off. I mean, a little while ago we were all talking about this blessed run that the Wellington Phoenix were on, uh, winning games back-to-back, moving into the top six and always going grand and then injuries hit, COVID hit, poor form hit. You know, lo and behold, they've lost four of their last six. They've lost their last two games by a combined score of 11 to nil. Uh, and they're looking very shaky. And then you get somebody like the Central Coast Mariners that for a, a large portion of the early to mid-season weren't having the best run of it. But all of a sudden, they're undefeated in their last seven. Uh, they knock off the Phoenix last night 5 nil. Multiple goal scorers, Jason Cummings, looks like potentially the signing of the season. Uh, I won't say his name on the air because I'm not sure what the rating for this show is, but um, they're going great guns. So there's that big race on, but the feeling is that there's this race on, but none, none of the teams are particularly outstanding. It's sort of like a battle of mediocrity between these. Like There's a clear separation um, between the top sides and then like when you do get a situation where in second through tenth could all still play finals with not long of a season left, more often than not, it's indicative of a level of mediocrity across the competition than just outstanding depth. And I think that's what we're seeing uh, this season. And Melbourne victory fall right into that category as well. They play Perth later tonight. They had a win on the weekend, just gone against Adelaide United. A 1-0 win with Marco Rojas scoring. Victory's form has sputtered this season. They started really well. They looked really good as you know possibly the team to beat uh, over the first month, month and a half of the season. But since the FFA Cup win, their form line has, has faltered. They've had great individual performers. I mean, the, the seasons of Nick D'Agostino, Marco Rojas, Ben Falami have been, have been great. So D'Agostino and Falami were called up to the Socceroos recently. Uh, but as a team, they've they've dropped a lot of results. What has let them down uh, as as a team, and and why is that uh, individual uh, form line not being able to translate 
holistically as a side? Oh, just at the moment, they can't win football games. They're just um, drawing a ton of football games. They didn't get the win over Adelaide, but that broke a run of, I think it was four or five straight draws. And they're, they're not the type of side that are going to explode and regularly score goals uh, in bunches. They play a certain way. They like to get the ball out wide and down the channels and absorb pressure and hit sides on the counter. Um, but they're not quite the well-oiled machine that some other sides are, the well-oiled machine that Tony Popovich is trying to turn um, them into. Like, on their day, Melbourne Victory are a side that have sufficient quality and are well-coached enough that they can uh, grind out you know, a, a result, especially in finals football, where admittedly we are bringing in two-legged semi-finals, so it might be a little bit harder, but they can grind out a result, but they're just not quite at the level of consistency as um, their local rivals, particularly Melbourne City, who don't look now, but all of a sudden maybe beginning to separate themselves ever so slightly uh, from Western United. How much you mentioned the the, uh, the the league sort of you know viewing this season as maybe a write off, just trying to get through it. How much has that been felt among the fans as well? And particularly, it feels from a fans' perspective, speaking me personally, the midweek scheduling of A League games this season as a result of postponements and, and other scheduling issues. How much has that taken away from the enjoyment of following the stories this year? Because as soon as one game finishes. There's a, a triple header or a double header on a Wednesday night, as we have right now, and, and we can't really follow. It feels like we're just getting stacked football upon football upon football, which is great if you like watching games, but if you like following the league and the narratives of the league, has it has it sort of taken away from some of the enjoyment this season? It has, and I, I should emphasise that uh, when I say write-off, that's my own verbiage. Nobody at the APL has said, or at the clubs have said anything close to the effect that this season is a write-off. But it's just, with because of the contracted nature of the season due to COVID, they have to end the season at a certain date. It's really just become a case of there's nothing else they can do in this situation. They are, the, the, the league operators and the clubs are well aware that it's a far from ideal situation and that the fans are losing interest and becoming disillusioned. But that's not to say that there haven't been significant own goals from the APL on the way. Um, Things like the ad breaks during play and the drinks breaks and some other decisions that they have made. But on the subject of these midweek triple headers, it's just a situation wherein there's not a lot really else they can do except grit their teeth, put on a brave face and just hope that we don't get another variant or something like that and they can get away next season um, without, you know, these massive disruptions that force them to play all of these mid- midweek games. Because you are right. It, it is. It does make things hard to carry. It's literally my job to try to follow along with all these storylines and everything. And I very much struggle to keep track of everything. So, I, you know, it's obvious that it's difficult for the fans, but it's one of these situations wherein, yes, there are a lot of problems the APL needs to address, that they need to get a move on and fix things like the streaming experience. I got a pause button on Paramount Plus, but this is one of the things that you have to have a bit of sympathy for their plight because there's not a lot they can really do at this point. 
Joey, thank you very much for giving us some of your time tonight amongst uh, the, the doubleheader that we have this evening in the A-League. Uh, and uh, enjoy what does remain, however, of the A-League season, having said all of that, because the finals race is still pretty tight uh, as we head towards the uh, the last couple of matches. Uh, have a great evening, mate, and we'll chat soon. Chat soon, Jordan. Thanks for having me. TNT Football live every Sunday night on social media at TNT Football. Excellent stuff. The National Curriculum, one of the uh, best podcasts, if not no, the best podcast in uh, Australian football uh, that this country has to offer. We'll take a break here on the Sporting Capital. We'll come back on the other side of this and we'll wrap things up for the evening on SEN.